All right, welcome to Sports and More with HTC. Joining us tonight, we have Hilly, Teabag, and Perk. Uh, this is the recovery edition uh, of Sports and More. For those of you that joined us on Facebook Live, you, you kind of know what we're talking about. Um, but we did have the Gender Reveal podcast, and so tonight we are coming back to you from the airwaves, <laughs> the sound waves, whatever you want to call them. Um, and Hilly's got our three-point rundown. All right. Uh, tonight we're going to cover the uh, Rex and Rob fight, see what the over-under was on that one, and uh, who came out ahead in that bar. And uh, the big question is LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers done. Do they have what it takes to beat Golden State? And also going to cover uh, some baseball, which I – we don't do very often, but, uh, yeah, we're going to cover some of that and uh, see where it all goes. All right. So I know we all three have watched the the video of the bar fight, but we know that Rex and uh, Rob Ryan were in Nashville uh, this past weekend, and they made an appearance at the Predators game Saturday, and they stopped at a bar, and – this video appears and shows that they were getting in a fight, and it's not really – i you can't really tell that there's punches thrown, but you can definitely tell that uh, one of them grabs a, a guy by the throat. And <clears throat> we don't know what caused the scuffle or, or what if there's anything going to go on with it. Um, but it's just kind of interesting to me to, to see that these guys uh, – are in the news for this. Um, my thought is they were trying to shotgun as many beers as we did. They were out in public. We were amongst family. That's what I think. Now, I I could be way off path, but what Rex and Rob Ryan, they're not in Nashville, right? Like, they're not coaching in Nashville, neither one of them, right? No, not that we know of. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, is is Rex still in? Uh, is he still in New York? The Jets? I didn't think yeah. so. Are you sure? I don't know. I don't know. I could be wrong. I like. I don't. I thought. I thought his brother was with him. You talking no, about the fight? Yeah, they were. They were. Are you talking about coaching, Mark? Coaching. I don't know about that. I saw the last time I know the dude was at Buffalo, wasn't he? Oh, that's right. Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I think they are at Buffalo. They are together, though. Yeah, I just looked here. It says ex-Jet coach, uh, bar fight in Nashville, and then there's a picture of him wearing Buffalo Bills stuff. I got you. So, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Like, if you're... It says they, they were at a, at a, mar, a Margaritaville. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fitting. Uh, I wonder if they, uh, they had a bunch of Instagram pictures. Uh, one big bachelorette party. And so they didn't seem too upset in this one. <laughs> but uh, it said there's a lot of pictures got taken. Uh, 
pretty much anybody that was in the bar, so you know they were feeling it. Uh, oh, yeah. So here, Rick and Rob, they're both fired by the Bills this past off season. So <laughs> apparently they're unemployed. So I don't know. All right, so here's an article on baller status. It says, it's usually the players involved in things like this. Over the weekend, former NFL head coach Rex Ryan and his twin brother and former assistant coach Rob Ryan were involved in a bar fight. Apparently, the two were dining at a Margaritaville restaurant in Nashville when some sort of altercation took place with another patron. And then uh goes on to talk about the video, how it, uh, Ryan gets into an argument with another man before his brother Rob jumps into the middle and grabs the man by the throat and says, get your effing ass out of here. Rob screams as he's being restrained by another man. Uh, fortunately, it looked like no one was hurt. Says The report says that the brothers attended game three of the Predators-Penguins game, and Rex Ryan was fired by the Buffalo Bills in 2016 and has joined ESPN as part of the Sunday Countdown. So, yeah, I don't think – I think they might have – I get from what it sounds like, they were at Buffalo and no longer. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like um, this is – I think uh, I'd be more scared of Rob than I would Rex. Yeah. <laughs> that dude looks crazy. <laughs> well, Rex is the one that's got the foot fetish, right? Uh, shit. Yeah, I got the tattoo of, like, Sanchez's wife or something. <laughs> or was that his own wife that he had the tattoo of? Something, I don't know, but there, there's something involving feet and just, I don't know. I'm not sure. Rob looks like that. he could live in a van down by the river. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's living in a van down by the river. Might be now, yeah. Uh, you know, but it's one of those, like, white panel vans, you know. It's not like the, the van yeah, would. No windows or It's a panel van. <laughs> it's not like Everybody a cool got... Scooby-Doo van or something? No, no. And he's got painted on the side, we'll work for beer. <laughs> <laughs> Free candy. Or a haircut. <laughs> yeah, well, what the fuck, man? What He just, nah, I don't know. Whatever. I guess he feels like maybe he's got to uh, have some identity away from his brother, you know, since they're twins, kind of. He looks like he needs to move to Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) Working out in Denver. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there's not a whole lot with this story, but I just thought it was kind of, it's kind of point worthy to talk about and, uh, you know, get it out there and make some jokes on it, but, um, you know, hey, we've It'll all be interesting to, to see if it affects him getting a job. Well, yeah, I mean, he's already what on NFL Sunday Countdown. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it'll blow over by then. I think the fact right. that there wasn't like any actual fist thrown, you know, it was just kind right. of an altercation. Like, yeah, I feel I'd like say they they're probably they're probably yeah, already hired by Cleveland, and we don't know it. <laughs> yeah, Grigson's got all the bums go to die. Grigson yeah. said that's exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> no, what kids. he did was he woke up this morning and googled the first name that football coach that popped up, <laughs> available football coach that popped up, and that was <laughs> that was that's our guy. Uh, let's, let's trade all our draft picks away for him. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, this guy's in the headlines. Yeah, he could yeah. come work for Cleveland. Yeah, uh, but so there's not a whole lot more to 
to add to that unless you guys want to take a few more shots at him. <laughs> yeah, I think we might cover this. Yeah, I think yeah, he's been blasted. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot come out of it because it wasn't an actual fight. Um, but I would like to see some of those Instagram videos and, and uh, pictures to see kind of what, what had happened. I saw one picture in the, um, the caption to it said, these boys are still out here chirping. And they were standing outside of the Margaritaville bar, and it looked like they were yelling back into the bar at the guys that they were fighting. So it was like, not giving it up. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you got to think, man, you're, you're at a bar with your brother, like, you ain't taking no shit. You know what I mean? Right. I don't care how old you are. Or how, you know. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I was going like, to say, think oh. about us being out in a bar together, and somebody starts talking shit to one of us. The other one's going to sit there and be like, ha-ha. The night before my wedding when we all went to that with the jail. <laughs> yeah, we've been <laughs> there done that. Fuckers. Yeah. yeah. Adam, you ought to be ashamed of me. That was TJ. He was the one that was screaming. <laughs> I, what? You were hollering uh, at the Justin Bieber kid. I know, because I had to run with that Justin Bieber comment. That was good. <laughs> You're the one that originally got in trouble though for talking loud or something. No, he cussed. No, I was Remember? cussing at oh, the bar. Oh yeah, he cussed. Because there he was a kid in the bar. At eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. Right, and the right. lady said, "There's kids in here." I'm like, what the fuck are there kids in a bar at eleven o'clock? I'm at a bar. I just want a beer. But no, I was talking about the Justin Bieber kid. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah. And then we run into Abel. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yep, I know those guys. Yeah, they haven't changed a bit. <laughs> in in the night with a concussion, uh, luggage Roger car. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was almost, that might have been one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. I'd like to see the video footage of the, uh. I would love to see that. <laughs> you know somebody's got that out there. My oh yeah, fifty some old year dad pushing overweight dad pushing me down the hill in a luggage car, running into <laughs> and hitting the hitting the coroner's car. <laughs> oh man, yeah, somebody's got a video out there. It's pretty good. It's called <laughs> uh, a Holiday Inn. Yeah, got their security yeah. camera. <laughs> they probably don't even know what kind of gold they've got on there. <laughs> All right, so that'll move us into point number two. Um, is LeBron and Cleveland, are they done? We know they got a – of course, they covered the over last night, but still get a thumping, like 132 to 113 or something like that. And it looked to me like Cleveland just didn't have an answer for anything that they, they did. That's the thing is they don't have an answer. That's the whole problem. Like, there's nothing they can change about their game right now, in my opinion, that's going to win. Like, I just don't see that. They've got too many weapons over there. Their offense is just stupid. It's completely different than Cleveland's, I feel like. Cleveland spreads the floor and tries to penetrate one-on-one, and you got Golden State out there. Passing the ball, setting screens, picking rolls, moving it, you know? Well, if you remember, I think they're outmatched. 
if you remember before game one, I read some of those statistics and like. Yeah, you were point on. Right. So, I mean, like you said, there are two different styles of basketball, and I feel like the harder one to adjust to is the the screening and the movement because there's, to be honest with you, other than like playing a zone, there's not much you can do with that, and they're going to shoot over top of a zone, so it's right. like, what the hell do you do? Because if they're pinning you down on a screen and you can't get you can't get through it, well, your dude goes and helps. That leaves a three-point shooter out on the three-point line, wide open. If you'll notice, there's been several times where there'll be a screen, a pin down, and the the guy will, will kind of, like, not know what to do. Like, he'll, you'll <clears throat> almost look like he goes completely away and runs away from the guy driving to give him a wide-open layup, and it's because you don't want to give up three points. You'd rather give up two. So it's like... If you can test the guy driving to the rim, he's going to kick out to a 70% three-point shooter and more times than not hit a wide-open three. So it's like, do you jump out and defend the three, or do you let the guy drive to the to the basket? It's, it's a so hard I'm saying it, it doesn't matter. Either way, you're screwed. You're either giving right. up three or two. Right. And, and to be honest, like if I'm the coach, I'm going to say, listen, give up the two instead of the three. You know, maybe we can go down and get a an and one and gain a point back. So it's it's tough to defend. I mean, that they're going to be dominating as long until Cleveland can figure out what they need to do to mix it up. But the way they've got the the court spread and the way they run their fluid offense, I mean, Steve Kerr looks like a genius right now for the way. Well, he's that's what I'm saying. Out. Do you think there's is there anything that Cleveland can do? That you know, that's where I'm at. I, mean, Deon, I don't know if they have an answer. He can only guard so, one player at a time. Yep. Well, so, so here's what and, I, and LeBron, I I feel like if LeBron's doing all he can, like, well, yeah, he's he's like, like, there ain't nothing more, right, but there's you nothing see, more that he can a, do to carry that team. There's right. a few more, there was a few possessions where he was guarding uh, Curry, and Curry got put him smoked. on eight, man. He yeah, that, that eight doesn't work out too <laughs> They just look like he was toying with him. Right. Oh, he was. Yeah. He's like, you may be bigger than me, but watch me. Watch me. <laughs> you know, and then bam, got him. So, yep. I don't know. Like, <clears throat> clearly not all five of them can shoot the three. There's three, maybe four that can shoot the three. So, it's like you're one guy that is – playing on the center has got to be the help guy. Everyone else has got to stay home. And I would put LeBron on that guy and make him be the help side guy. But I don't know. That's about the only thing I could even think of to try to adjust to that. But I felt like that second quarter, all I did was chuck up threes. Yeah. They didn't yeah. try to drive the ball at all. No. And once you get – and I think RP3 hit this – nail on the head a couple of weeks ago but once LeBron starts out having a bad game it's hard to get him out of that funk he's got to come out firing from the beginning and stay on throughout the game and for him to be able to be a factor like he needs to be yeah see we talked about that too I think the quicker you can get in LeBron's head the better your odds are getting up on him on the scoreboard 
Because I think LeBron James is his own worst enemy. And if he can't stop you, like the whole Curry thing, you know he's watching these videos on Twitter and, you know, Curry doing all that shit. and Like, he made him look like a fool. But that's the thing. LeBron's big and strong, but he's not quick like that. Right. You know, so he can't. I'm actually with the dude on this one. Like, he can't do it all on his own. You know, somebody's yeah. going to have to step up. And uh, we'll talk about that more, too. But that, that I was talking to a guy at work, and I said, you know, that just goes to show as good as Golden State is right now of how weak the Eastern Conference is. Because, I mean, LeBron and Cleveland just snowplowed their way through it. You know, and now, I mean, LeBron's got nobody. Nobody's stepping up. Now, granted, I think they're going to get one in Cleveland. They're going to get one. But other than that, I don't even see them beating them after that. Because who's going to step up? I mean, think about that. Who's going to step up and shut Durant down or shut Curry down? Shut them both down at the same time. You know, I was getting ready to say that the one person that is actually a bigger factor than I thought he was going to be is Durant. You know, I mean, we all know yeah. what Clay, we all know what Clay Thompson's capable of doing. We all know what Curry's capable of doing. But the way Durant is playing, I'm just like, I mean, you know, he's on a mission. A great, yeah, I know <laughs> yeah. he's a great player. Yep. But that dude's like, listen, I'm not coming over here to Golden State to not win this. Like you can just tell, like you said, he's on a mission. I'm not going to allow this this team to come in here and beat us. Right. And that dude wants a ring so bad. Right. And, you know, I mean, I know RP3 tagged us in that video on Facebook, and we've already kind of talked about it, but does Paul George go to Cleveland for Kevin Love? I mean, is he a better player than Kevin Love? Absolutely. Does he offer a lot more uh, firepower? Yes. Um is it going to be a good fit for Indiana? I don't know. I hope. <laughs> if it, if that trade goes through, I hope. But I, I definitely think Paul George would be a better asset than Kevin Love to that team. And it, it's do you think sad. Do you think Cleveland would have to give up Love to get him? Who else would they? Or I do mean, you think this there's year, other options? This year they do. Do they get a bunch of young guys? I mean, Love's not... They don't have a bunch of young You know, guys, like... Cleveland? Yeah. Well, do you get draft picks? You know what I mean? Like, they does it have to be for Love? Like, does that benefit Indy the most, you think? Uh, I don't know. I think... Because are they going to win now? Right? That's, that goes back to the, you know, kind of what we talked about. Is if you're not going to win now, then why are you going to take on Kevin Love when you know you're not going to win with him and you're going to pay him a shit ton of money? Why not get right. some younger guys or invest in some draft picks and try to start building? You know, and by four years when these teams are kind of, you know, got through their prime, maybe you do have a shot then. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing I, is about, about Indy, they, so, Indiana's their back against the wall. So you either right. take something for you, him you now. You take what they're or, offering. And people right, know that. That's what I'm saying. Like, people aren't going to be like, yeah, I'm going to give you the, the whole house for it, you know, when they're like, right. you're going to be screwed but, if you don't do this. <laughs> you also have to think right. about this part. You have to think about salary cap space and right. if you move two or three young guys are you going to be able to account for paul george's salary in your number? well that's why you that, gotta that, move like a Kevin and that that comes into him taking less money that's the problem is he willing to take less well, money he, to go get, try to get a ring but see he can't take less money until his contract's up 
Uh, okay, because it's going to be a trade. Yeah, you're right. That would be so, interesting. Then. So they almost had to get rid of a big money guy. Right, exactly. And you know, we could do like a three-team trade. Get another team involved. Get Boston involved. Or we could get Chicago involved, and we could yeah. end up getting Jimmy Butler and move Kevin Love to Chicago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's all kinds of scenarios. <laughs> it's going to take something like that to even be considered an offer because, like I said, they, they've got to free up so much cap space just to pay for him. Now, granted, I, I don't know how all that works. I think there's penalties that you can pay or whatever. Um, but, granted, but here's another thing to that. If he would go, his contract would still be up next year, right? Right, and then he could still go. So to they would only have to pay him that much money for one year. Yeah, and then you're taking yeah, a chance of him leaving. Right. So huh. you just, in essence, you could have lost Kevin Love and had Paul George for one year, and then he leaves. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean. Yeah, that'd be a tough position. It, it is, and it's something to think about and just kind of ponder on. And, you know, it's one of those things that clearly. Do you know anything about the sign and trades? What's that? Is that, is that where is that where like say they did? I hear him say like they did. They're going to do a, a sign and trade. So does that mean that George signs a contract with Indiana, and then they trade so, him to guarantee so, yeah. that he's going to be there for so many years? Right. So if you if you wanted to do a contract extension, or if let's say next year he does, we you know we do sign him and come up with whatever terms that he wants, and then we could trade him to somewhere. Um, but chances are that's not going to happen because him and his agent are, you know, I mean, they know what's coming up. Like, if they they know that he can pretty much pull a LeBron and go wherever he wants. So why would you want to tie yourself down? Because let's say, you know, we sign him to a two-year deal, a two-year extension for X amount of dollars, and nobody can afford him. So they they can't you know just yeah but I well there has to be something can, in place though right right but and I but don't think he can just go wherever he wants either though you got to take into consideration what is he willing to get paid that's the thing you know does oh, does he go to I guarantee he could go wherever he wanted that but depends on what the ring or not yeah do you go to uh, Cleveland get paid half of what you're getting paid now. I, I don't mean, think he wants – no, because I don't think he wants to be in Cleveland like that for a long time. He, his right. ultimate goal, he said, he wants to be in L.A. So, so if he could get a championship time, in one year and then go to L.A., he'd be and happy. And then go to sure. L.A. and then build it up and win another. Yeah. That I don't – the only the only scenario I see him going to Cleveland is if we trade him now or before the trade deadline just so we can get something for him. Now, yeah. honestly – if I'm if I'm Indiana, I want to start my season out with him, and I want to keep him in the house as long as I can, and maybe make a move at the trade trade deadline. Now the only problem with that is you run a risk then of if you don't move him at that trade deadline, you know he's walking at the end of the season, and it's like it's pretty much a, a buyer's market. Or worse, he gets hurt before that, and you're stuck with him. Oh, anyway. That's true. Then you really can't do anything. Yeah. That's yeah, true, true. I think you're screwed. Yeah. <clears throat> but it, it'll be interesting to see how that all works out. But, you know, I, 
I I think that we're going to end up thinking that we're going to get to sign him and, and keep him, and then he ends up walking at the end of the year just because they don't want to try to move him. And I don't think a whole lot of people, other than maybe a Cleveland, to try to get somebody for that year and that year only to beat Golden State <laughs> is going to do take a chance on him. And Boston, do you move Kevin? Yeah. I can see him going to buy. You guys think in the East, they're wanting uh, to take down LeBron, too. Yeah, I'm going to step away for one second. Yeah, but, but see, he and LeBron are kind of buddies. They're they're buddies. So, I don't know. It, it, it could play out one of two or three different scenarios. Now, Honestly, I think Boston's got a better shot of getting like like we talked about in the past, like Gordon Hayward, maybe a Jimmy Butler. But right. I, I don't know. I mean, it could happen. It could happen, and it would definitely be a be a factor. But, right. But I mean, like you're, I'm with you. You can honestly see put Paul George on the court right now with LeBron James, and you have a lot tougher final than what you have now, hands right. down. Look, look at I the mean, only team other than Boston got one win on them. How many other teams took them almost to the wire all four games before they got swept? I mean, there was two or three games where we had the lead on them, and they had to fight back. We yeah, the 26-point lead. Yeah, we gave 20. them in the East the hardest series they had, and we were the eighth seed or the seventh seed, whatever it was. Right. So, yeah, I, I think that – now, granted, you put or you put <clears throat> Paul George on any of those other six teams, and it's going to be the same thing. You know what I mean? Like you put yeah, him on I Boston, agree with that. they're going to be up. You put him on not, Cleveland, they're 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 wiping through the East quicker than they did. You know, you put right. him on Atlanta, you put him on Chicago, even though Chicago didn't make the playoffs. But you know what I mean? Like any of those right. teams, I feel like he could be a dominant it factor. Right, but at the same time, I think Paul George is not a number one type of guy that can be step up and be a leader. I think he needs to be under somebody like LeBron or, you know, somebody that take all the limelight and, and kind of be the superstar and yeah, I, 10 rebound I type think- deal and... I see what you're saying, and, and you're right. You know, I mean, put him with a superstar, and he's gonna he's gonna succeed. Um, right. That that's the kind of the problem I see with him wanting to go to L.A. because he wants to be that guy out there in L.A. And granted, all those young guys around him, you know, maybe maybe that would help him, you know, fulfill his role to start him. You know, I mean, he's already proven himself as a superstar, so. You know, right. But you know, at the same time, we we only see him at Indiana, where they don't have an elite point guard. You know what I mean? Like they don't have an elite point guard with him. So maybe give him somebody that can feed him the ball, and and he's a better player. Right. Right. I just I think he like you're saying. I'm with you. He. He can't. That's why he's not having success in Indiana. I think you hit the nail on the head. He's got to feed off somebody else before yeah. Paul George's game gets going. You know what I mean? Like yeah. LeBron steps up and gets hot, and that makes 
you know, George step up and get hot. I could see that big time, but yeah, I don't know. Or George could be the George could be the guy that that steps it up when LeBron's getting shut down, you know. And then you got right. Kyrie; he could step into more of a true point guard role instead of having to be that second guy. Right. That's yeah, what I mean. I think they would feed off each other. That's what yeah. you know. If LeBron's down and Paul George is, you know, hitting everything he puts up, then that that goes hand in hand there. Right. So it it'd be interesting. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind watching that in the playoffs. You know, not that I mean it's inevitable. You know he's going to leave. It's just a matter of right. when. So you know, do you let him I go this year and this year and get something than to watch him walk at the end? Right, that's exactly right. So, so, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But let's circle back to the original point: Are LeBron and the Cavs done? And I know you made the prediction that you think they'll win at least one in Cleveland. Oh yeah, and I, I yeah, agree the- with you. I think I think they get the next one at Cleveland, and I think they get Game Four in Cleveland. I think they go back to Golden State two to two, and then Golden State takes it in six. That was my original prediction. I'm sticking to it. Uh, I think LeBron can can rally the troops. They can get a good crowd there, and I think that they might be able to get into Steph and Clay's head, maybe uh, Durant's head with the crowd. And I mean, it's going to have to take. They're going to have to do something as far as adjustments, if they're wanting to win at home. Um, yeah, but, but we've seen part of that situation the first game when oh, Rihanna tried to get into KD's head and he just lit the damn place on fire. So right. I think if I'm with you, Cleveland gets one, but I think it's due to maybe Golden State being like, all right, you know, we'll let you have one type of deal. Like, you put gonna... your, Are you putting your tin hat on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, they're saying let's just kick back and let's. Uh, we haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. I think uh, I think if they get beat, it's because they're uh, they beat themselves type of deal. I got enough aluminum here. We could build you one out of aluminum, but I don't know about tin foil. <laughs> Try to melt down all them tabs on the top of them, and make all three of us one. That's yeah. why you save those tabs. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Trying to build so a Kurt, spaceship. What's, what's your thoughts? Are, are Cleveland and the Cavs done? You, your prediction was they were the Cavs were going to win the series in six. Have you changed that? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to. Like, there, I just there's no way for them to match up. Like you said, the, they'll probably get one in Cleveland. But honestly, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they got swept. And that means Golden State just went 16 and 0 through the playoffs. That's yep. insane. Is that more impressive than the 72 wins season? In my opinion, I think so. I think so too. I mean, to win a tournament and win all 16 of your games, like I don't know, man. Pretty impressive. I, I think that that's a little more impressive than the. The 72 and 10, or I think that was what it was. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it didn't get him shit. Well, it got yeah. the, ball, the championship. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sick. 
But yeah, it, I mean, Golden State ended up losing it, but <clears throat> the Bulls had the the record of 72 wins, and they ended up getting in the championship. I think that's kind of what was <clears throat> the downfall to to that season was them not sealing the deal at the end. But yeah, 16 straight wins. That's pretty pretty damn impressive if they could pull it off. <laughs> yeah. That's no shit. That's a pretty impressive little okay. piece. Okay. We need to make a prediction now before uh, – and you can take either team. It doesn't matter. But uh, who's the uh, finals MVP? No matter what team you I, take. i got to go with Durant. I do too. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty safe bet, I think. Yeah, he's got it locked up right now. Yeah, he, I mean, if he and, just and plays the way he's playing or his normal self, he's got it. Yeah. Unless something drastic happens in the next two to four games, you know. But, I, yeah, I think you got to give it to Durant. You guys watching this hockey game? Oh, yeah, I've been watching, watching it from the start. It's getting intense. I was watching it a little bit, yeah. Well, yeah, if the Preds win tonight, it's a three-game series, so it'd be uh, it'd be interesting after if that. If the Predators win tonight, it'd be 2-2, right? Right, tied up. They got three yep. games, so got to win. Got to win the next two. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and they're I in did, Nashville, uh, so. Yeah, they're in Nashville tonight, but they go back to Pitt next game. So, I gotta. Me and Christopher were watching it all unfold and the introduction. It was a badass. Like, I was fired up and I was sitting on my couch. But I did, uh, yeah, I didn't care for him. I didn't think he was that good, but, uh, I mean, he did all right job. He just, he sounded like he had a few beers <laughs> before he'd come out there, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Who was that? You know, that Dirk, Dirk Bentley that sang the national oh. anthem. But supposedly, I Googled this. I didn't know this. You guys may have. But the whole catfish ordeal, throwing a catfish on the ice before the, before the match, or before the game. Supposedly, when the Preds were a team up in, like, I don't know, where there's that, Michigan or somewhere, they were another name in the like 50s or whenever it was. They used to, <laughs> they used to throw squid, like a, a dead squid onto the onto the ice, and somebody did it one time, and they started winning. Blah blah blah. So they did it every game. When they come back down, they moved to Nashville. I guess some of the old fans come with them, and they had to do the same thing, but try something different, put a spin on it. And I guess the dude threw a catfish on the ice, and everybody went fucking nuts. And the Preds won the next like five or six games. So they have, now they do it for every single match, for every single game. And I didn't know what that tradition was all about. But Can you imagine? Just, what, excuse me, ma'am. What's in your bag? Oh, it's just a big catfish. Well, did yeah. you, didn't, didn't they throw one up on the uh, ice up in Pittsburgh? Yeah, that dude taped it to his back, got into the, the rink, and threw it on the ice before the game, taped it to his back. Like, Did you I hear what imagine. all the charges were that they were going to press against him? Yeah, but I heard they dropped them all. Supposedly. Yeah, like it was like uh, interrupting a meeting. Um, there was all kinds of stupid shit that they were. <laughs> That's a charge. Against. 
<laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Uh, what what else was it? It was assault with a uh, prop or something. Yeah, like a like a. I forget what the wording was, but yeah, they they fucking charge you with like four or five different things, and <clears throat> yeah, they dropped the charges because I mean it's not like he threw it at somebody's head. He just threw it out on the ice like being a drunk right. idiot, and you know. Yeah, that is what it is, but I thought that was funny when I heard that. Yeah, we we were sitting here watching it, and all of a sudden they threw one on. And I've been catching, like, little tidbits about, you know, reading articles about them, but not full into why it's happened. And right. I guess yeah, that's the, hockey's one of the biggest, most superstitious sports, like, they ever play. So that's – you win one time, and you're getting a catfish the next the next game too. So, <laughs> did you imagine yeah. smuggling in squid? No, nah. stick that thing in nah. pants. <laughs> no, I mean, did they just That's... like let people in with these things? Well, it was just one. Like it was just one that come on the ice. So they said, like, there was a dude after Dirk Bentley sang, and everybody kind of got off the ice. A dude ran onto the ice. And then a, a guy threw the catfish through, like, some type of doll or something. Might have been another catfish. I don't know, but it was wrapped up in something. And, like, he knew it was coming. Like, okay, well, here it comes. I got to go pick this well, up. Well, that, that second one, to me, it looked like it was wrapped in a towel. And the dude Maybe was, that was it. Gate, like, like, stuck his hand in its mouth and carried it like it was, you know, like you just caught a fish out of the river. Yeah, maybe that maybe that was it. I don't know, but yeah, it was. Yeah. It was pretty funny watching. I didn't know what it was. Hey, you, know what, you know what other sport is very superstitious? Baseball. What's that? And that baseball. Movie, yeah. third point. Baseball. <clears throat> it doesn't have anything to do with superstitions, but it does have something to do with uh, a guy getting his feelings hurt. Now, Brandon Phillips comes out and says after the game where. Uh, Atlanta traveled to Cincinnati, and it was Brandon Phillips' first time back to Cincinnati since he's been uh, since he joined the the Braves. And he said that he was surprised that the Reds had someone in a number four jersey. Said he kind of thought it was a little shocking to him. <clears throat> Scooter Jeanette, who is wearing the number four, said he didn't get a say in his jersey number. They just gave it to me when he came up at the end of March. Said he tried to change it, but because of the collecting bargaining agreement, it makes it almost impossible for someone to change their jersey once the season begins. And they said if he switched numbers, he has to pay for all the number four jerseys with his name on them in the in the uh, in the clubhouse uh, pro shop. And he said he just doesn't have that kind of cash. I mean, he's only been in the major league since March, so it's not like he's pulling in a a whole lot of money right now, so he says he can't afford to buy all the jerseys, and he says that it sucks that he couldn't, be, that they couldn't preserve his number because he does respect everything Phillips has done, but there's nothing he can do about it, and it is what it is. So Brandon right. Phillips kind of just needs to get over it. Like you left the Reds, and you know you're now prolonging your career. Now, granted, we kind of th- did some for Peyton Manning in the Colts, but it's just like you can't expect him to not ever give someone the number four again. Like, that's a pretty common number. Right. And, uh, you know, he's the dude's coming up. Like, they could have gave him 103 and he'd have been like, yeah, that'll work. That's good. 
So it's not like if you're so worried about it, then you pay for it. You buy me another jersey. Right. You, know what you I mean? buy me out. You're making millions. You buy all those jerseys out. And I'll wear number twenty-four or whatever. Right. God. So, yeah. So that's yeah, that's, uh, that's one little story about uh, baseball. And then I I do have the the top ten power rankings uh, via Bleacher Report. Uh, number one is the Astros, uh, forty-one and sixteen. Number two is the Nationals, 35 and 20. Number three is the Dodgers, 35 and 23. Number four is the Rockies, 36 and 23. Number five is the Yankees, 32 and 22. Number six is the D-backs, 34 and 25. Number seven is the Red Sox, 31 and 25. Number eight is the Brewers, 30 and 27. Number nine is the Cubs. 28 and 27, and number 10 is the Orioles, 29 and 26. And one thing that I kind of got gathered from that looking down through here is they're not like really dominating. The top five, the top 10 is not really like dominating games. I mean, the Cubs are one game over 500. Like, that's one thing I've never understood about baseball. Like, I, granted, I know you play, you know, three games in a series. And you may win two of those and lose one, but at the same time, I think like to me, like twenty-eight and twenty-seven, and you're the number ninth team in the in the power rankings. That's that lets me know that there's some good baseball being played out there. Right, and you know what? I could be completely, completely wrong when I say this because I do not remember word for word. But wasn't it feels saying that? Nobody hardly even looks at baseball and, and standings and rankings until after the all-star break because right. when he said like 75% of teams that go in leading, you know, into the all-star break come out, you know, laying an Not egg or vice versa. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, but it's, that may be something to think about. To, to see, you know, I mean, you're, you know, the, the fifth best team in the, in the power rankings and you're at 32 and 22. Like, you know, I mean, we think of football and if you're the first or second team in the power rankings, you know, you're, you're damn near undefeated or, you know, right about NBA, you know, uh, the golden state just went on a 16 game winning streak and, you know, you just don't see that in baseball. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it's hard to keep up with all the standing. There's so much baseball that goes on. Yeah. Like it, uh, well, the, the most impressive one is, and I think Fields did kind of touch on this, where he said the Astros have kind of come out of nowhere, and they're 41 and 16. Like, looking down through there, that's the most impressive uh, record. That I'm Granted, they are number one in the power rankings, but just looking at, I mean, nine spots down, somebody's got 26 losses, and you're, you've only got 16. So that's pretty impressive, especially for a team that has kind of, you know, been the silent killer. They kind of come out of nowhere, and bam, there they are at the top of the power rankings. You know, I mean, did we hear any – you didn't hear anything about the Astros last season. You know, it wasn't like they were, right. uh, you know, World Series contenders. It was just kind of a random – Random thing. They got it clicking right now. 
Now, are they going to be clicking in October? Like Phil said, you know, 75% of the teams that are doing good before the All-Star break may not even make it into the playoffs or, or you know, be that great in the playoffs. So, All right. But that moves us on to another team that's not doing so hot right now, and that's the Cincinnati Reds. Um, now, they, they played against the Atlanta Braves. We kind of talked about that, how uh, – Brandon Phillips was kind of butthurt about number four being worn. Um, there's a, a guy for the uh, uh, Braves, the name, last name's Adams, and he hit his first career grand slam and connected again for a solo shot in the 12th inning on Saturday, powering the Braves to a 6-5 to five victory over the Reds. This game took four hours and 20 minutes long. I could not imagine sitting through a baseball game. Yeah. Right. Especially when they can't beer after the seventh. <laughs> right. Um, Adams, one out homer of, off Blake Wood, saved the Braves after they blew a lead for the second day in a row. It was Adams' fourth career multi-homer game, his first since 2014. He now has nine career homers at Great American, his most at any road park. He says it's just the park where I see the ball good, and that definitely helps with the confidence. Uh, Jim Johnson escaped a threat in the 11th and finished it off for the win a day after he blew a lead in the 9th. The Reds rallied for a 3-2 lead in the 10th inning on Friday night. Um, so they they it sounds like the they almost had the <clears throat> the Braves two nights in a two nights in a row after. Uh, getting beat on Thursday, but dude came through and jacked a solo home run to win in the 12th and had a grand slam a few innings before. Like, that's some – you really can see the ball well in that park if you're hitting, you know, hitting that well. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Had a – I don't know. I didn't catch uh, – I didn't catch that game per it's se or what – yeah, uh, but my uh, my grandpa, on my uh, my mom's side, went to uh, the Cards Padres game. Uh, I think it was Padres. It was Padres or Pittsburgh, whatever it was. It's wherever they played before they had the Cubs. But uh, Adam Wainwright hit a two run shot in like the third inning, and those were the only runs scored the whole game. So I called my mom to ask about. I think I was like, you know, what do you think of the game? He went out there with some of his buddies, like they were drinking beer. He's like, well, just about the most embarrassing game I've ever been to. <laughs> the most boring game I've ever been to, I mean. And I said, uh, I said, oh, was he not excited? He goes, well, they scored in the third inning, and that was it. He said, we just sat there. So I was like, well. <laughs> sat like, there watching the to... pitch play catch. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, at least you got to watch baseball, but. No, I keep tagging you guys in these videos. Or at least you got stuff. to drink beer. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. That's what he told him. Told him. He said, hey, at least the beer was good. So, but these, uh, I'm watching these embarrassing, says embarrassing soccer videos. I just we'll tagged you guys in one, in one video. Uh, you both need to check it out. It's an eight-year-old kid. It's a video I was talking about. I finally found it. The, uh, not to change the subject, but eight-year-old kid that uh, wanted to be the next Derrick Henry from Alabama. He's eight years old. He's working out with his dad. I saw that. 
seven. No, dude. He's, a, he's a beast at eight years old, man. Like, wow. Oh, yeah. He was flipping those tires and yeah, it was just right. crazy. So, yeah, that's, that goes back to the big topic we were talking about. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, you can, go, you can go back to baseball. I'm just saying. All right, I got two more things here. On right. uh, I know I talked about the Astros, how they are the most impressive team, uh, the number one power ranking. Uh, they are on a 10 straight road game winning streak, and it's the longest road game winning streak in history that dates back to 1989. So, uh, like I said, they're getting it done, and they're even getting it done on the road. Um, next, I got a little bit on the Cubs. Um, the, they beat the Cardinals 7-6. to six. Uh, Haps, two home runs. Jay's RBI single led the Cubs over the Cardinals 7-6. to six. Uh, Ian Haps' first home run wound up in the street. His second drew a curtain call from the screaming crowd. Not a bad night for the prize rookie, and it turned out well for the Cubs, too. Hap hit two homers. Pinch hitter John Jay drove in the John Jay drove in the go-ahead run in the seventh with a single, and Chicago beat the Cardinals seven to six on Sunday to complete a three-game sweep. So if your grandpa was up there watching St. Louis, it, it, it was the Cubs. Yeah, no, he was watching. This was a St. Louis before. It was the Friday night game before they went to Chicago uh, that Saturday. So it was, I, it, I think it was the Padres, I think, but they won like two to nothing and the, uh, the Cards beat the Cubs the first game. I got you. Uh, and yeah, and then the Cubs swept them. <laughs> the other yeah. two, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Padres. I can't remember. I listened to it on the radio and Wainwright hit that one out and it was like the third inning. And he was like, yep, that's all that happened. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was boring, but uh, we were going to go to a baseball game this year, and I think we we kind of backed off and changed our minds. We're going to save up uh, what money we were going to spend on that, I think, and uh, maybe buy a little bit better Colts tickets. That's not so, a bad idea. That's what we're saying. That's yeah, it'd be fun to fun to go to a baseball game, but why not save up an extra two hundred bucks from going to that? Actually, buy some good tickets. Hey, like I said, you could always come down here and we could uh, go over and get $6 tickets to go watch the Bats. That's what, that is, that's funny you say that because I actually told her that. I said, how much fun would it be just to go down to watch Louisville or, uh, like, Dubois, Dubois County has like, yeah, a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah, Dubois that's exactly Dragon. right. Well, they're the Bombers now, but yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, the Bombers. I mean, they're yeah. high school kids kind of collegiate type kids that are just playing summer league. It's wooden it's a wooden bat league. So it's it's yeah. pretty different. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Well uh yeah that's definitely something we're looking at doing. So uh let me know when you guys can come down sometime we could all go. Be a good time. Yeah. Yeah we're uh we were thinking about because we were gonna go to uh Cincinnati and uh do the whole like all you can eat, all you can drink through the ninth inning type deal, but it kind of looking into it, it was like you had to have X amount of people, and it was like a hundred dollars a person, and which yeah, okay, you get somebody like me that I can put down a hundred dollars worth of food and beer, like challenge accepted, right? But, 
you get somebody like my wife that's not going to drink $100 worth of beer. Like, you know, at a baseball stadium, $8 of beer, she's not going to drink. So, yeah, you're getting your money's worth in, you know, one hand, but, you know, the other hand it's like, you know, so it, I don't know, we were kind of weighing that option, but I'm staying save it up. And if not, have some badass in your cold tickets, at least do two games this year instead of just one. So. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm enthralled right. into this so, hockey game. That's a great idea. I could do that. Here, this is well, like the last three games of the season. We're like, man, we ought to go to a hockey game. <laughs> they're, talking, they're fun, they're man. Always, yeah. I just told talked about that, that before. It's a good time. No, I, I guarantee said, it. Uh, I said, next year we need to go down to Nashville to one of these hockey games. And she's like, you know I love Nashville. I don't have to have an excuse wow. to go down there. And I said, I was like, well, you know, killed two birds with one stone. You get to do your Nashville thing, and we go see a hockey game. Yeah. Even St. Louis. Work out I'd, perfect. I'd, yeah, I'd even settle to go see the Blues. Yeah, you know, St. Louis is much further from me. I was going to say, isn't Nashville closer to us, though, too? Yeah, Nashville's, like, centrally located. It's, like, two hours from you guys and two hours from me. Maybe yeah. three. Because it's, like, what, three to three and a half to St. Louis? I don't know. Well, but like I'd say there's a lot more for me. Yeah, I'd say there's a lot more to do in Nashville than what there is in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah, because you can just go down town and like walk around. The Predators will be coming off of a Stanley Cup either win or performance at least. So you know you're going to see some good hockey. Well, if you're watching this, watch this replay. That's a goal. You see that? That is a goal. goal. Yep. That is is a goal. No, that was in a long way, too. Yeah. So, uh, this place is going to fucking erupt. Yeah, it is. They're going to break the glass now. They're all chanting goal. <laughs> Thank you. No. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, like that's anticipation. <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason I do not want Pitt to win. Like, I'm not even, I don't even have an iron in the fire, but it just, Nashville's Is never been because there. Because they won last time? They won Did they, last they win last year? I don't know. Yeah. They're good, but man, yeah. I'll tell you what. I checked the score the other day and Nashville beat them, what, like 5-1 to one or 4-1? to one? Like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, is that the one where you were telling me they came back and scored like three goals in the matter of five minutes in the fourth or in the third? I think that was the first game, the first ever game of the series, because it was tied up one to one going in the third period and come out in the first five minutes. Uh, the Pens put like three goals in under five minutes. It was four to one. I turned it off. There's an awful lot of yellow there. Yeah, I ain't no shit. I need uh, another one. So, I need about two more. Hilly, you got a high time with Hilly for it? Yeah. I hope
Alrighty. High time with Eli tonight. Uh, we were talking about kind of how Curry put LeBron into a blender when uh, LeBron had to switch and go out and guard him. Well, if you watch the replay back-to-back, and I've watched numerous replays of that same play, it kind of shows Curry maybe he might have double-dribbled, maybe he didn't. You know, depending on what angle you look at it, maybe it was just a hell of a move. But with my question being that point right there is, do you think the NBA is too crucial on, or maybe too lenient on the travel call or the double dribble call? Or, you know, I just feel like NBA players get away with way too much movement as far as taking steps and how they handle the ball. And, and what's your guys' what's your guys' take on that? I agree with that 100%. Well, here's my opinion on that. I do agree that that the refs kind of let them get away with a lot of crap Uh, as far as the the double dribble, the carry, uh, the travel. But at the same time, you guys have got to realize these are the most elite athletes in the world playing the game. And the speed of what they are moving out there is so impressive that we can see it in replays and we can see it on TV. But for somebody to be making that decision in real time, it's it's hard. It's got to be hard. You know, I, I've tried refing a few high school games and some of these AAU games just in pickup style, and it's hard to see all that stuff. Um, at that speed, so I couldn't imagine what it's like. Now, granted, you've got those refs that are, you know, they're elite too. You know, they're the in the NBA. They've got to be good at what they're doing. But it, it has got to be hard to see um, see all of that. Because, I mean, you just said yourself, you watched numerous replays of that play, and either, you know, some angles you say he did double dribble, some angles you said you can't really tell. So you mean you know what I mean? Like these guys are seeing it right in person. You know, these guys are twice of their size, and, and they're watching them move like their ballerinas out there. Right, and that's funny you say that because if you stop that play and watch it in a replay type situation, it does look like a double dribble. If you play it live, it looks like one hell of a move. Right. Like it, you know. And there's no way, there's no way I could have been out there. I don't know. He got jacked in the face, but <laughs> there was no way I could have been out there with a whistle around my neck and, and called that. <laughs> right, but there, there's also a point where you're missing calls and you're just kind of letting them play too much because you know damn well there'll be times you're sitting there watching the game, and the guy's standing with the ball, or he's going for a layup. And you can't tell right. who was that it? It was a layup taking four steps. It was right. what Westbrook this year that. Like got the end yeah. ball. I took like ten steps and realized, oh crap! I forgot the dribble. And then they finally called the travel. Right. <laughs> like we were like, yeah, we'll give him six, uh, seven, maybe eight, oh, ten. All right, ten. I got to call travel. <laughs> right. Right. So, but, I think they're too lenient though. Uh, just on that part of it, you know. Yeah, it's like granted, I I agree with you hundred percent. I think that's kind of a different way to look at it is, you know, ref missing calls and just basically letting them get away with it, the blatant shit that they do see. Right. 
But does it? Would it take away from the game though? If they crack no. down, <laughs> they played that way the, their whole lives. Why are you gonna like all of a sudden start breaking rules? Right. I mean, it's a rule of the game. You can only take so many steps on a, you know, a layup. You can only dribble the ball once before you pick it up and can't dribble again. You know what I mean? It's like just right. That's a rule that you're taught when you first learn the game. Fine. Uh, we're like, yeah, we'll let them go. Right. So yeah. no, it wouldn't ruin it. It'd, like, make them actually play better, maybe. Right, I agree with that. And then these kids that are out here trying to learn how to play the game the right way are seeing their role models. Make that new helmet's way too big. <laughs> Damn, did you He's see like, that? Go ahead. Yeah, he got hit in the face. Holy yeah, shit. Did. His fucking helmet was way too big, though. Whatever they called him thing, I guess they're helmets. Helmets or masks or whatever they call it. Visor. I don't well, know what the hockey lingo is, but I do know they're not jerseys. They're sweaters. Oh, they're sweaters. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I I forget what that was on the other day, but I saw somebody wearing their hockey thing, and he said, "But I like the, your hockey sweater." And he's like, "Thank you for not calling it a damn jersey." <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a, that's a thing. Hell, I wouldn't have known that. I mean, it makes yeah. sense with their sweaters. It's, they're on ice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but that number 12 for... Uh, yeah, it's a little chilly in there. Yeah. He, uh, he just muffs like... That's like the third playoff scene. They cross it in the middle to him, and he just didn't know what to do. I don't know if he's been off balance or what, but... I don't know what position that is. He's right there in the middle, though. Center? Well, I don't know what position. That'd be midfield. I don't know. I don't know what position. Be a forward. We need a hockey guy. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what. And not to get any detail, and this made me think of it. I was thinking about the baseball guy, but Perk and whoever else is on this thing. I think. I think we had the best conversation not recorded off air. I probably had in a With long RP3? time. Yeah, talking to RP3. Yeah. Like, that's some, I agree with you. That's some good stuff talking to him. Perk missed out. Perk, you, you had gone home. When was that? Yeah. We put RP3 on FaceTime after everybody left, and we were talking oh, yeah? to him about some some personal stuff that he really couldn't talk about on the podcast. Uh, with what he does, and it was phenomenal. Right. Yeah, I can't imagine. No. I, I wish we could have recorded it just for my own personal. Right. But yeah, it right. was yeah, great I have, Dude, I, I left that conversation with like the utmost respect for that dude. Right. Like, holy right. shit, That's man, what he does and for us and this country, yeah. like, holy hell. So, I didn't even know he was in the military so you guys said something. Yeah, he's been in there for a long time. Yeah, that's the way it sounded. Yeah. Wasn't it like 14 or 17 years, something like that? Yeah, I think it was something long like that. Time. All I know is we both stood there stumbling around trying to listen to him. <laughs> we were both leaned up against the deck trying not to fall You're off. You're like, man, I am either really trash or this is really good. 
Yes. <laughs> I told him. We kept telling him, I was like, man, you got, I got 4% on my phone. I'm like, so you either got to wrap this up or, or get to the really good part. <laughs> He's like, man, I was like, what is like you go? I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's hard to tell how long we stayed out there if my phone was dead. <laughs> Until it was we like, passed out. Well, you had plenty of pizza. Right. Not beer, though. We were pretty short on beer. Oh, man. I don't think I've ever been that hungover in a long time. I came back with two. Two hangovers? Two beers. Oh. There's an, I, I've got one Bud Light, and it was left out on the deck all night, all day, Sunday. It's in my fridge right now. I don't know whether I should take it out back and shoot it, <laughs> bury it, <laughs> get a trophy uh, for shit. it. You need to frame that. <laughs> Drain it. Get one of those shadow boxes. boxes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mount it. Put it on the wall. Right now, it's in my fridge. I would like to have a total tally of what all we drink. <laughs> I do. I want to know. Total between everything. Hey, I think about it. I think uh, me and Amber were talking about the, the other day, and <laughs> I said, you know, I was like, man, that podcast was like us sitting around doing there talking that. She, I said that was great. It was hilarious. She's like, oh my god. She's like, it, there should have been a camera following you guys around all day long, just watching <laughs> all the shit we did, not just during that podcast. She's like, it was hysterical. Mm-hmm. I love it. Making that trailer was probably the most fun. So I told her, I said, I had more fun doing that. Cookie sitting up from the dead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, after you guys left Sunday Park, Dad and I made one for our show on Friday. Oh, did you? So, oh, you what, have a save. what a save. That was nice. I thought that was going to be a goal for sure. Oh, my God. You got to be kidding me. You see that? That was crazy. Yeah. Did he do that on purpose? How did that not go in? I don't know. No idea. I love how they got Smashville. Smashville? Oh, wow. That goalie... They give him a breather <laughs> after that. How can he be that nimble or flexible and all that fucking Look at that, on ice. Look, <laughs> yeah. he's doing that on ice skates. I couldn't do that on my feet. <laughs> no. Like, I've, I've seen soccer goalies that couldn't even do that. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, that yeah. That was impressive. <clears throat> all right, boys. Uh I'm going to move into the uh, local sports blog with T-Bag. And we can kind of chime in with the... Uh, we can chime in with some stuff on the hockey game as we go. All right. All right. So Indiana baseball fell to the Kentucky Wildcats by a score of 14 to nine in the elimination game of the Lexington's regional. 
Uh, in their last career game, seniors Tony Butler, Craig uh, Dedalo, and Austin Kringalosi each, <clears throat> each had two hits and a home run. Junior Logan Sowers also had two hits and a home run in the loss. Junior Chris Lowe and sophomore Luke Miller each had an RBI and hit as well. Both the teams exchanged a run in the first as Riley Mahan worked a two-out RBI single through the right side to give the Wildcats a 1-0 lead. Butler answered with his fourth home run of the season on the first pitch he saw to tie the game up. Marcus Carson knocked out a solo shot in the top of the second to give the Cats a 2-1 edge. Cole Cottom hit a solo shot to center field. Then following a walk and base hit, Connor Heaty drove in Kentucky's fourth run to give the host school a 4-1 advantage. A sixth-run sixth inning started with a one-out hit by pitch, by hit by pitch and a ground rule double to give Kentucky runners on second and third. A two-run double by Tristan Pompey extended the lead to six to one before Riley Mahan hit a grand slam to make it a nine-run game. At this point, the Hoosiers were struggling. In the bottom of the seventh, Sowers led off with a solo shot to right field. Then senior Alex Krupa was hit by a pitch. Pangalosi homer to center field to make the score 10-4 in favor of Kentucky. So they made a short little run there for a while. The Cats played at a four spot in the eighth inning before Indiana attempted to rally in the ninth. With one out, junior Lauren Estes worked a one-out walk. Butler reached base on a hit-by-pitch with two outs, and Lowell singled up the middle to play the fifth run for the Hoosiers. Miller cracked a two-run single before Dello hit a two-run shot in the final at bat of his career to make it 14-9. to So they made a run there towards the end, but it was just a little too late to to overcome the, the Cats. And, I mean, from the get-go, it kind of sounded to me like Kentucky was going to walk out of there with that win. Uh, I know they played earlier in the season, and Kentucky handed them a loss then as well. So, you know, I always hate to lose to Kentucky, but that's where the baseball season ends right there. Yeah, it makes it worse than it was them. Yeah, but think about it, that's a lot of offense. Four right nine. That's right. You you put up nine runs, you're beating probably 75% of the teams you play. You know. Right. Sounds like your grandpa went to the wrong game. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I think um, with soccer going on over here in Louisville um, and – the bats and the reds. That's about all the local sports we have going on. Might have to might have to call up old Chase Stevens and, and get an interview. And, yeah, whatever happened with that? Uh, he he said that he had uh, prior engagement for that Wednesday, the following Wednesday, a show where we didn't know if we were going to go. We ended up going on Thursday, and I just never uh, get it organized back up with him. Right. Yeah, maybe we'll get him on here sometime. Yeah, there's a few people we could we could end up getting uh, getting interviews with that would be pretty. Uh, 
So. Hockey game still 2-1. Nashville's up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think Perk, I don't know, is that your TV I hear in the background? I think yours is on. Oh, uh, yeah, my bad. No, 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 it's fine. I'm just saying yours is on a delay because uh, uh, the progressive lady was still singing and they were interviewing somebody on my TV. Oh, really? Yeah, so yours is a little delayed. Yeah, even on that save. I said, that's a hell of a thing. Even then, kind of waited. Yeah, and then, waited. <laughs> well, yeah, like, like, on my TV, they sent the puck up into the stands, and you're like, oh, did you see that? And I was like, no, oh, it wasn't that impressive. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. oh, look at that kick! <clears throat> you, uh, how many? I don't know if you that. if you look watched the game. Did you see that stat line at the top? Pittsburgh Pittsburgh had twelve missed shots to Nashville's three missed shots. Wow! Damn But they've Did got two watch, goals. Uh, <laughs> Did you watch this game right, start? So and there was like on four five, <laughs> right. There was like four or five broken sticks right off the bat. Did you see that shit? No. Uh, I think it was the ice like too cold. Five, no, it was like four or five minutes in the game, like just hitting each other broke, too hard. <laughs> yeah, he broke a stick hitting somebody, and then the dude hit a slap shot, and he hit the. Uh oh, here we go. Another got one. it. Three to one. Fred's, but yeah, he hit a, hit a slap shot and broke it. See, yeah, you guys suck. Five. I just now saw the goal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to take care of this. Yeah. <laughs> Is he going to hang up again? <laughs> you didn't pause your TV or something, did you? No, that's the bad part. What was our, What were we watching over here that one time? Me and a buddy from work were watching something. The draft. No, I think it was a Colts game last year before we moved oh. into our house. And I paused the game at halftime because somebody went to get beer or something. Well, then when I unpaused it, I never hit live TV. And our mm. phones were going off like five minutes before it would happen. And we were like, what the fuck? How's this happening? And we got to the fourth quarter and hit live TV and the game was over. And we were like, <laughs> son of a bitch. Like... We just watched the game with a 10-minute delay. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, the draft where your buddy was texting you all the picks before they came through. Oh, that's because he said, uh, what was it, CBS or somebody. Somebody was like a 10-minute delay on giving the results or I don't know what it was. Let me ask you yeah. this. There was in person. Was it ESPN? <laughs> it might have been. Perk, you might know this more than Hilly, but I just watched a Pittsburgh guy pin a Predator up against the wall and hold him there for, like, three seconds. Is there any kind of penalty like that where they can, like... Not really. Wasn't the puck between his legs, though? You can't, like, though, right? I mean, hockey is so lenient on their rules, it's crazy. Like, they can, like, punch each other one time and their refs are like, all right, break it up, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's such a free-flowing game. I mean, I know I don't you know. can't, like, hold... It's like a guy's on a breakaway and you grab him from behind. I know you can't do that. Um, but, like, honestly, you don't see a whole lot of penalties. 
Then what do you get in the penalty box for? Like, like a high stick or yeah, like, yeah, stick. you're like slamming some. If somebody's got their head like kind of bent down, you can't push them into the glass. Somebody goes on a fast break, fighting you hook or skate. Yeah, yeah hooking, there's like down. flashing, and I don't know. I don't know all the rules to it. I just know the main ones that I've heard being at games. Is... Yeah. That's going to be they my pretty goal. pretty much let them play. My goal before next season is to learn all the rules. I might, I'll tell you what. what the way I learned the, most of the rules for, like, football was playing Xbox. So I'm going to get me an NHL game, and I'm going to learn all the rules. There you go. That's good. That's you a know, good motive. Because, you know, Perk, I, I never did really, you really didn't either, play a whole lot of football growing up. And no, so, I played up until eighth grade was my last year. Yeah, so, like, learning the rules for football, I was I got them all from Madden growing <laughs> yeah. up. Like I said, you know, the basics, I'm sure there's a bunch that people don't even realize are the rules. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's that mean? <laughs> Do I need to unplug my ears? <laughs> yeah, that's close. See, I, there's a rule. That was the same guy. Yeah, if like if they catch the they catch the puck like at mid ice, like won't you just keep it in your glove and take off skate? Like that? You can't. You know, I do know that you only have a couple of seconds to hold on to it before you have to drop it. So more or less, you got to knock it down, man. Yeah. Like, you can catch it, but you pretty much have to drop it. Right. All right, boys. <clears throat> you ready to move into final thoughts, or you guys want to keep keep going while this game's on? I'm ready. Let's do it. I want to give our final thought, because I can't watch a game with you guys telling me what happens. <laughs> <laughs> My final thought is, if you're going to do a podcast and you're all going to watch the same game, make sure you, um, I don't know, find a new TV, because this one is way behind. Thanks, guys. Philly, <laughs> <laughs> final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. If uh, you're going to go an hour and a half away to a gender reveal party, you're going to plan on drinking about 40 to 45 beers, make sure you pack some bottled water for the hour and a half ride home the next day because it sucks. My wife said I said I might have been words on the way from Louisville to, to Jasper. <laughs> Here's my final thought. If you're going to make biscuits and gravy and eggs for everyone that spends the night at your house and nobody is able to eat them because they're so hungover, it's not a good thing. Yeah. The only person that touched that breakfast was my pregnant wife. <laughs> She, she had breakfast, she had brunch, she had lunch, she had a snack later, she had dinner. Yeah. All kinds of leftovers. Yeah. He said there's yeah. biscuits and gravy and eggs in there. I said, you say that again, we're both cleaning up puke. Oh, Charles Barkley's hitting the sauce. He's got him a little mixed drink there. Yeah, I don't know what connection he has with Nashville, but right on. That's Barkley. Right. Shouldn't, he be, uh, shouldn't he be in Cleveland? Well, yeah. he game until tomorrow or till Wednesday. Maybe it's a layover. He got a flight layover in Nashville. 
There you go. I don't know. All right, boys. Well, I know we were missing a couple of members tonight, but uh, we still had a good time. We still had a lot to talk about, some some good points here. Uh, it was a sober podcast, and I think you're going to be seeing those for a while from us. <laughs> so we can I, gi- I give it I give it to Wednesday. Yeah, at least to Wednesday. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still struggling over here. Uh, I feel you. Uh, if, I was, if, I was if, tired if, as hell today for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> if you so. haven't checked it out, check checked it out yet. Be sure to go back and watch the Facebook video uh, from the the live gender reveal episode. I'm still trying to figure out a way to get that onto iTunes, um, but. Uh, the best way to go check us out is to go like our Facebook page, uh, go watch it, go leave us some comments, tell us we're idiots, tell us we're slobs, tell us we need to slow down on a pizza, whatever it is that you want to tell us. Uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, just go go like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Sports More, WHTC. We got uh, Perk, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, at Perk034. Yeah. Perk is P-E-R-K, zero, Z-E-R-O, and then the number 34. Hilly, you're uh, you're at what? Uh, It's at Hill Adam 42. At Hill 42, and I'm at at Hill Adam 42, yeah. At Hill Adam 42, and I'm at T-Bag72684. Go follow us. Uh, on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, now I know how to work. find your b- birthday. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> but uh, hmm. <laughs> go follow us, uh, share us, to your friends. Um, I think we gained our hundredth follower on Facebook, so uh, they win a autographed T-shirt that they have to pay for, nineteen ninety-five. Um, I don't know who it was, though. I don't know if there's a way we could tell who our 100th follower was, but let's try to get that number up, boys and girls. Don't you get a notification? Yeah, but I I got the notification Saturday night. We oh. From Saturday night. That's <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the next time we notice somebody following us, you'll be that 100th person just automatically. Or anyone after the hundredth person, we'll sign your T-shirt. There you go. Send us a plain yeah. white T-shirt. We'll draw our logo on it and sign it <laughs> <laughs> with a permanent marker. We'll, we, uh, I, we could have we could have Cookie help us. He did a great job on his shirt. Uh, he did do a great job. <laughs> that was legit. Hey, uh, I, I, we can't guarantee it'll be straight, and we can't guarantee that it will. <laughs> It'll be uh, it'll stay on for more than two days, but it will be there. Yeah, but you got to make cookie shirt look like top shelf Goodwill stuff. I mean, it was. I'm you know, sure it was. was. <laughs> he was wearing that thing Sunday too. <laughs> yeah, he did, didn't he? He was proud of that thing. Oh shit, that's funny. Yeah. So. Uh, cool. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so let's go ahead and sign off. Let's keep your hilly high, your perk popping, your tea bag full, and 
Not for a while, but keep your beer cold. Alright, boys, I'm signing off. Alright, dog. See you.